I'm pulling up the discussion points from Between Two Sheets, Episode 7, Nolan Axton with Wesley Mason. Yep, that's me. And guess who's back? Guess who's back? Do I get an intro song? Clay Feldner is back. That's it, right off the get-go. I thought you might throw in Enter Sandman just because I have so much sound on me. Yeah, right back now. from Mexico. How was yeah. the trip, my friend? Not really. It was great. As, as You inspected me for a tan when I walked in the room. Yeah, you got uh, you got the sunnies, the permanent sunnies for for the winter going yep, on now. Yeah, exactly. Softball season started early. Yep. That yeah, exactly. How do the feet look? You got a flip-flop tan? Probably. I heard a little bit too. You had a little trouble with the wardrobe you took. You had some long pants. Did you get those a little dirty or did you roll them up? I didn't hear about this. Oh, I just. <laughs> so, Clay, did you play any curling off ice, aka shuffleboard? You, you know what I did worse? wear? I uh, did wear a curling shirt on the beach and I was stopped by only a single couple from Ontario. I was going to say they're Canadian. They had they're Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, they yeah. were yeah. from Ontario. <laughs> oh, that's great. I well, may have mentioned the podcast. Oh, since oh. we're talking about shenanigans here, uh, did you guys see that there's a bill in the legislature for getting curling to be the state sport in North Dakota? Uh, I think I think I may have. I, I'll look into that. I, I'll, I'll need to get the details. Okay, I saw it, and I was like, well, that's great, but I feel like it's kind of a slap in the face because nobody's really there's – no, there's not that many curling clubs in the state, and I don't feel like we're getting any support. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little state funding or something yeah, I was out like, of this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get the grant money out of it, though. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that. Give me the grant money, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would be great if it goes to a public vote. I can't vote on it yet, but, hey, yeah, uh, you got my, my approval. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still come and testify. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stand up. Um, okay, now we're through the shenanigans yeah, updates. Right? Re- yeah, really good episode last week, uh, talking about equipment and everything like that. Um, thanks again to Working Curling for coming down and, and doing a pop-up shop with us, too. I know there was a lot of a lot of happy curlers out there getting some new equipment and everything like oh, that, so that was good. While we're on Working Curling, I had talked about last week um, Craig's shoes for custom curling shoes. Evan Workin is uh, doing custom shoes out of Fargo. So uh, I no longer recommend Craig's. Uh, use Evan Workin use or, Evan Workin. or use nothing. So, yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good episode. Going to talk a little bit about everything else we normally talk about to start the podcast off. Uh, We got Clay back, so let's dive right into some club registration. How's everything looking there, Clay? Club registration wrapped up January 13th on my way to Mexico. Sent in to USA Curling. It is done. All done. Everybody's paid up. No no names to read off. No names to read off. If If you didn't get in by that time... Bring it up with USA Curling. <laughs> right on. Um, is that like record time for getting all the dues paid? No. No, no that's about par for the course. Okay. Well, we've, we've gone into the shirt spiel and posted the naughty list at it. So, I mean, we're doing, yeah, on I, maybe not record, I, but we're doing good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next year, we'll, we'll have a cooler warm beers ready if it goes longer than this. <laughs> all right. Um, and then Military League West, uh, I know you had that popping up here, started this month. Uh, everything going good there? Any updates? Anything you want to touch on with the military league? No, everything's going great. Um, we had 11 teams registered. Uh, week two, we had all 11 teams show up. So uh, we're off to a good start, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Right on. Perfect. And then I know we were chatting a little bit before we hit the record button, too. Um, military league is mostly new curlers. Some are seasoned a little bit that have been here a little bit longer. You were also talking about trying to get another fun spiel rolling. Yeah, looking at our schedule, we have room uh, for a fun spiel in the late February, early March time frame. Um, 
So we're looking to pick a date for one of those. Um, if people have a strong preference on one you can or can't make, uh, let us know. Otherwise, uh, we'll just go all things being equal, pick a weekend, and, and move forward with it. Um, those fun spiels, if you're, again, if you're not familiar, little one-day event, usually start at 10 o'clock, learn to curl, and then you, you play a little pickup game until 5 p.m., lunch is included. Yeah, so if you're, you're interested in that or have any ideas on what days might work best for, for you or a couple of teams, you can always shoot us an email or... Or pull us over aside at the club again. Minocurling dot uh, at gmail dot com. Minocurling dot com is the website. Yeah. Um, and then we're rolling into our fun spiel season as well. Outside of fun spiels, so we got a few few events coming up as well. Uh, the nearest one is Winterfest. I know we had the guys from Sunrise Rotary on a couple of episodes ago just to kind of chat about what they do there and and things like that. But Winterfest registration is open couple of spots left i understand that's february 10th and 11th and yep i don't know how many spots exactly but it's still open right. and you can hop on the website as well to register for that i believe it is linked to minocurling.com uh second bond spiel that's rolling up here pretty pretty quick uh in the middle of march i know they just opened registration for that too that is the curl for the cure ladies bond spiel and i know they have a little bit of a different format going on for that this year looks like more of a traditional bond spiel as opposed to the learn to curl combined event uh, similar to a fun spiel they've done in previous years this looks like a full-on bond spiel uh six end games i should say three game guarantee so oh okay that's march 17th through 19th and that's always a good event too it's for a good cause and and uh do you know what the registration recommend is a donation or is there a fee there's or? a fee and it's on the website okay yeah. right next okay. to the For more information go on the website minocurling.com and then to wrap up we have shirt sleeve to wrap up the year that's march 31st through april 2nd that's the big one registration is not open it's for not that open yet. for that one um, any timeline on when when do we typically open registration for that at least the week before i don't know whatever we want march i think yeah we'll we'll open it up yeah yeah after we clean up after winter festival open that yeah if you're if you're an out of town team for some reason and you want to register uh you could just let us know by email or something and we'll remember you when we do open it up yeah yeah yep um any other events coming up at the club here in the next coming weeks uh i know we had an open curl a couple of weeks ago anything else like that popping around um, well, I have one. Um, so I have been working with the Axel Group, which is uh, uh, Ryan and Jessica Ackerman there, um, the nice couple in town that have the Citizens Alley with that outdoor little skating rink. Um, talk to them, and it looks like we are going to try and do an outdoor curling event um, this year. You know, they had left it pretty open to, to me. Um, uh, for what we're, how we're going to run that, um, I think we're going to try and run it kind of like how we do our fun spiels here. So we'll start out with, uh, you know, probably a couple hours and stuff of a, a learn to curl, and maybe we'll do pickup games at the end. Maybe we'll just keep it as more of an open house the whole time. Um, you know, it's a little, it's a small little sheet, so we'll probably have uh, two sheets at most there. Um, you know, looking at what they have for rocks, they have the outdoor steel rocks that they had from the Crocker Curl, um, and those will work. I think uh, I, I don't think we're going to, they're not going to be as reactive as like our granite rocks here at the indoor club but uh you know they're they're set up for that outdoor use so uh you don't have to worry about uh them breaking chipping or anything happening to them 
Um, I'm pretty excited for that. I don't have a lot of details on it. Um, what did we say? The, the two dates that we're looking at right now is... Um, what I got is February 24th through the 26th or early March, March 3rd through the 5th. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that February date. Um, and actually, since we were just talking about the fun spiel too, uh, maybe we would do those all on the same weekend so people could try the indoor version, try the outdoor version. Um, I don't know about staffing on that and volunteering um, as to what hours we're going to make it all available there. But, uh, you know, we, we want it to be approachable and family friendly and get the word out. You know, um, it's nice downtown. At least you can get people driving by who might see you and just stop. On just over. hop on in, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus yeah. having to hook them before they've even left their house, you know. Yep. So. Yeah. That would be a neat event, too. I mean, that's something that I know has been chatted about many years here at the club. It's just been yeah, tough we've, to get rolling. We've tried to do a number of them. <clears throat> Weather's been an issue every other year. So, yeah, hopefully with that outdoor rink, we can get something going. Yeah, the in- infrastructure's there at least this time. We don't have to worry about cleaning off a patch of the Cirrus River. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, and actually, this one's cool, too. So it's an outdoor rink with cooling in it. So even if it does get to be a warm day, it's kind of in the alley, so it's sheltered from direct sunlight, and they can keep it frozen there, even if we do get above 32 degrees freedom units, you know. Cuts down the wind, too. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. likes the wind. I, when I met him out there, though, it was uh, about 5 o'clock when uh, popular train time. Those trains are coming through, and you're like all of 50 feet away from the track, and they <laughs> blow the horns through all those crossings, yeah. so you couldn't hear your skull. Um, and then an open curl also coming up uh, next Saturday, so less than a week from today. It, it's Sunday, the 22nd today. Yes, the 22nd today. Uh, we do have an open curl down here from 1 to 3 on, on Saturday the 28th. So if you want to swing down for that as well, uh, the doors will be open to the club. Yeah, that's open practice. Yep, so yep. Some members, yep, open practice. Yep. Um, all right, so that's that's our updates. Um, now, we don't have much for a topic today. So what do you guys figure we were going to do? You're being modest. We're going to talk about ourselves. So we're going to start our interview series by interviewing ourselves. Interviewing each other. Yeah. All right. Who wants? To, who's going to get put on the spot first? Wes. Wes. Well, Wes has the questions in front of him, so I, I think... do it well. These are just you know talking points to keep us going. Um, I think first one's the easy one chronologically. When did you start curling? Um, for me to kick that off, um, I started curling when I want to say I was nine years old. Bemidji, Minnesota. They had knee youth, high to a duck. Knee high to a duck. Yeah, yep, as I mentioned, <laughs> they had youth curling, and that was a great opportunity. I think I did that for two or three years as a, a, a real young man there. Um, I remember doing that with those old wood brooms, the big pads on them. And again, if I talked about before, we didn't have sliders. There was just old guy that put a strip of duct tape on your shoe. You know, <laughs> and you just went out there and you skid around with that the whole time. <laughs> and that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was where I started. That was my my first one. So. That's where they taught you the hand signals. That's where they, yeah, they well, started uh, early. Yep. Yep. Taught them or? Yeah. Just, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, We're going to go with that. Literally they're backwards. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> misinformed us. I would have probably been around the same age. I mean, uh, like I mentioned last week on the pod, my old man had me out there when I was knee high to a grasshopper, as we say in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anywhere from that, anywhere six, seven, eight years old. Where the Rocco weighed you, kind of the same thing, just the big old heavy brooms. Um, didn't slide very well, the old eight-ender half slider and everything like that as well. So I, I got into it at a very young age. Up in Minton, Saskatchewan, that was uh, my home club. That's where I grew up, a town of very few people. Um, I'm pretty sure the stray cats and, and then the cows outnumbered the <laughs> inhabitants of the town. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a little two-sheet club that we had there. 
uh, artificial ice had a dirt floor, so it was, it was kind of an art to make ice in there as well, too, a little bit different than the concrete surface. But Yeah, that's cool. I, so, I've only played on indoor ones, I guess, yeah, so I don't have that... Uh, um, well, it was so, it was indoor. Oh, like I thought you meant it was a Quonset. Like, outside. oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was kind of a Quonset, but it was insulated. Oh, oh, like oh, it was yeah. an insulated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was shaped well, like was a Quonset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's kind counts. of fancy. I mean, still had ashtrays hanging along the so, wall too. So, for <laughs> reference, in Saskatchewan, like Minton is how big? How many people? I would say now. Yeah, then. I yeah. mean, uh, there's a few people that stuck around. Then we probably had anywhere from. 45 to 65 depending on who was so, still living like who made it through the year so where i'm getting at is any town of over 100 people you can expect them to have a curling club in saskatchewan any town in saskatchewan you can expect to have a curling club and a skating rink and that's that's quite the more often than not they're attached yeah. or it's the curling rink with an outdoor skating rink right beside it sure thing well, so quite the comparison to the u.s where you need to be a town of at least 15,000, I would say, 10, 15,000. I mean, Fortuna's got a club. Well, and you got to be in this area, Uh, That would be the exception. Yep. Well, I've talked about it historically here, too. I mean, I think at the 70s and 80s, a lot of those clubs in the U.S. dried up. They used to have two-sheet Quonset curling clubs with, you know, not like, you know, a a natural ice in them. You know, they were self-freezing, so. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, it was, was, uh, yeah, you, you can really go to a town without any sort of curling amenities or skating amenities. But no, it's a it's here. a it's a bigger sport up there, obviously, than it is down here. Even yeah. just just nationally, yeah, it's a way bigger sport up mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. 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 oh, absolutely. Clay, uh, where'd you start now? I didn't start um, in any capacity until I was uh, graduated from college. I can remember. I, no, I think it was the Worlds came through Bismarck when I was in fourth grade, and I may have that event wrong. But we had teams from all around the world come through, and I can remember it exploding in popularity. Then my mom started curling. My brother started youth curling. I did not at the time, but I did start subbing in, so I was aware of it. But I didn't start full-time until I moved up here. A couple of engineers and I worked at the same company, started up, and got talked into helping with the club ever since. That was probably, I don't know, 2011. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was kind of the popularity boom that got you into the game, you could say. With the, yes, with absolutely. The- I, I on. And I could be remembering this wrong, but when the Worlds came to North Dakota, or Bismarck, that is, I can I think Bismarck's in particular, the popularity of the sport there, mm-hmm. really exploded. They started now they have over a hundred youth curling yeah. members there, and I I believe that went way up. And that's that's good to see though. I mean, that's the sport's really growing. And then Wes, as far as for you, was it? Just kind of the area you were in. That's what that's what got you into curling. It yeah, was a big well, sport in Bemidji. You guys had both mentioned it. I wanted to see it too. It was my dad is what got me into it. You know, and Bemidji has historically had a long curling tradition. You know, I don't remember when their club was started, but it's got to be like a hundred years old too. Um, you know, and then the big thing at Bemidji was the two um, well the Olympic teams that came through there. So Pete Fenson had two men's teams, and the one year they got a bronze medal. That was the one where like Schuster was throwing lead from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then they went the following year and did medal um and we had sent a, a women's team as well there um and we'd had a number of notable curlers come from bemidji so that was where you know when i was a little kid learning to curl they would always tote them out so it's like i remember going to that youth curling and like they had pete pete fenson came you know he was there and he did a demonstration he slid without the broom down the ice you know like and i was like oh that was really cool you know so it was this it was a fun thing you know bemidji they had told her to like oh we have the highest per capita olympians of any town between like six and seven people you know um and it was all because we had like 
13 Olympic curlers that it called home there. So, right, yeah, and, and yeah, the thing that, like I said too, my old man was the one that got me into it, but it was kind of a an ultimatum because um, obviously you're, you're either playing hockey or something like that in the winter, which most Canadian kids do. I never did play organized hockey. I had the option; it was play hockey and nothing else, or curl in the winter and get to play everything else. So yeah. I, went, I went the curling route because I was a lot better at baseball. I wasn't very good on skates, so easy choice to me. Yeah, it was. Looking yeah. back, though, I mean, as a Canadian kid, you play hockey, I probably would have been in the NHL by now. That's just, yeah, yeah. that's standard. That's just, just expect send him in, send, <laughs> him in, send your dad the invoice for your uh, earnings you lost out on. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, yeah, Brian, if you're listening, I'm not going to do that because you'll have some smart-ass remark to to put me back in my place. So, sorry. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks oh, yeah, dad. they listen now, don't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dad. Love you. <laughs> um, all right, so what kind of kept you... Kept you staying with the game. Like, did you guys take any breaks or anything like that in in the meantime? Or once you were into it, did you just stick with it forever? I was stuck. I minute I started curling and mining here, I don't think I've I've taken a year off since, and in, including COVID, uh, minus a couple month hiatus in there. Nope. Um, just, I mean, to be honest, there's not a whole lot of other winter activities, especially when you don't play hockey. And um, no, I've been hooked hooked from day one. Um, I did have a number of notable breaks um, between youth curling, which wrapped up when I was 11 or 12. I probably I didn't curl again until I was probably 15 in high school. They offered it as a gym class. Um, it was a big deal, though. You had There was like a wait list for it. Um, you had to be an upperclassman to get into it. Um, and that was actually really competitive curling, you know, because it's mm-hmm. a talent for curling. And it was all kids, that, you know, high school, any gym class in high school, you know, you got tryhards out there. Um, so I did that and then uh, took a year off again, took it as another course. And that was uh, curling's actually my gym credit for all you uh, uh, future college students out there. You go to BSU, you can take it as your gym credit. Nice. Um, so I did that in college. And then uh, when I moved around, uh, didn't have money laying around for curling and didn't think about it much. And then signed up out here and turns out my, my boss was on the, the, the board um, and he was going curling. And I was like, oh, I love that. I'll come with. And the rest is history. So. Yeah. And then for me, uh, I, I guess I'd really never did 100% stop. I took some short breaks while I was in college. I just didn't really have the time. Um, didn't really know about the Minot Curling Club for the first couple of years that I was in college too, but I'd go home in the winter and stuff like that and play Bonspiel or yep. over Christmas curl in a sub for a league game or something like that. So uh, I s- never took a full break, but seem to remember you starting to curl down here. You did a news story on the Minot Curling Club, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah, we talked about this last didn't week. Didn't you too. have a tragic accident? I lost a good pair of khakis, yeah. Lost. I think lost I may it. have challenged to see how far I could slide out on the ice. and I don't think it made the I don't think I got to the story. T-line before, it, uh, before those pants gave way. <laughs> and I wasn't done shooting either. So you know, I, I actually think I was standing there on the edge and saw that whole thing play out too, but I didn't know you then, so now it's all yeah, coming back together. Oh that was God. this guy right here. Yeah, that was me. Yep. Um, yeah, I had to finish shooting that story with my, my lime green underwears hanging out. <laughs> so that was, that was a good time many years ago, many pounds ago as well. Um, so on and off curling, um, 
what, what what got you guys coming back to the game after your break? No, so no, just... no, no. You're, I see you eyeing my sheet over here. I'm, I'm trying to see. Now. Yeah. So the next you got one is, and I think them. this one's only, only going to be applicable to you. Did you ever compete? Were you in an organized competition? I mean, I do city. I've done city leagues. We had like a high school championship for our gym class and stuff. But I have never competed at a state, national, I'm or, kind or of large regional. West, if you didn't think I might have competitively done something once. But... Well, I tried to start a competitive men's team with you, but you remember what happened the year we talked about that? I have a kid or something? You had a kid. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like we talked about it, and you're like, hey, yeah. we're pregnant. It's <laughs> like, well, there goes my dreams. Caroline comes first. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, Charlie, for the second one. <laughs> uh, competitively, yeah, I uh, I represented Team Saskatchewan at the Briar when I was 20 years old. No, I'm just kidding. I've never <laughs> Um, for, for a while, it was just syllables coming at me, and I was taking it with it. And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" <laughs> <laughs> no, that that would have been cool if I could ever do something like that. That'd be a dream come true. But uh, high school curling was a, was a big thing in Saskatchewan. So was that an organized high school sport? Like between a, high schools, right? Yep, okay. it was an organized high school sport. So I did that from seventh grade all the way through. Well, I mean, I probably started when I was in sixth grade, but the high school curling typically was seventh through twelfth graders. Um, so I did that all through high school. Um, and did your, never did, did, win, your, did your team have, okay. Never did win provincials or anything like that, which would be like state. Here, yeah. Provincials, yeah. obviously. Uh, made a couple of trips to provincials. Um, other than that, I think my highest accolade in curling would be just winning like a dis- the district or something like that, taking yeah. a gold medal yeah. there. But um, fairly competitive, though. I mean, lots of, lots of the guys I curled against have gone on to curl professionally whether it is the saskatchewan playdowns or even make an appearance at the briar or if, if it was mixed curling uh the scotties or something like that you, yeah. you, you see a lot of them a lot of them go on and it was always fun like you could tell those kids were the ones that really wanted to go like continue curling after high school and then we'd just be these small town farm kids come in and just put the boots to them and they'd be <laughs> smacking their brooms and getting all mad on the ice and we're just sitting there like yeah this is what we do every night I bet they're sitting there like, God, what was the name of that town that beat us? M something. M. <laughs> that was Gladmar Regional High School. That's what it was. Um, did you guys do any sort of competitive outside of Lake City League, or was high school currently a thing? Obviously, it hasn't been in North Dakota. I think it's a club sport for some towns. but There, there was a, um, a, a very active like junior Olympic youth curling in my town i remember one kid like josh newton he um he was in that and then he'd also curl in our high school league you know and he had like his jacket on uh so i think those were like traveling youth teams you know that yeah. a, a parent traveling kind of teams, forces to, you know not forces but you know gets together and then they travel around it wasn't like an established nothing, program that the nothing the club, for high school even in minnesota right no no there wasn't no, a, a high school one when i was going there at least not that i was aware of not know? that i would yeah i, th- I wouldn't have been asked to be on the, the team way. but See, yeah. Minnesota, I would think, would have had something like that as far as a high school sport. But again, it's it's. I it's think a they different did. Here. I think I think it was part of, you know, and I, I don't want to get politics into it, but I, I think part of it was like how many sports can you have? You know, the Title Nine, the thing, Title you Nine have stuff, the men's yeah. and women's ones, and I, I just don't think there was the interest there to keep one or either of them going and they cut it during that period you know and they had this fair. big reduction in all these other because they used mm-hmm. to have a ski club and they had a rifle club and like now they didn't have any of those well things. that's they got to call them club sports if it if it doesn't apply to title nine right yeah okay that's a good point there too yeah i don't know i don't know you know they, there certainly wasn't one when i was there and i would have to go do some history so mm-hmm. yeah. all right yeah all right what else you got on your your fancy dancy list since i'm not allowed to look at it anymore <laughs> you can look at it um why did why did you like this sport initially yeah what got, what kept you coming back um, I, 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 would, I, I 
Uh, who wants to go first? We all well, try to talk I mean, at the same time. Sorry. There's, there's, there's one, one way I describe it that, that got me in originally. I, I'm not in the best shape of my life right now. Um, and one of the ways I describe the sports that I really continue to enjoy right now is it's a uh, sports where I can not only drink beer after, but during mm-hmm. and, uh, and not that I necessarily am at all times, but I have the ability to. So I really enjoy golf in the summer. I really enjoy curling yep. in the yep. in the winter. Yep. Similar to softball. And what really gets me on curling, though, and why I take it more serious than the others now is um, it's the it's the lone winter sport up here, and I feel like we could really be competitive in Minot and in the state. I mean, when you just look in the scheme of how other sports like softball, it, it's it's more or less it's a lesser form of baseball. It's you're, a, you're it's so a far way past, lesser form of baseball. It's it, you're so far past your prime playing slow pitch softball. It's already kind of a joke. Yeah. So I, I mean, we're we're not being serious. We've in we've upset so many people in this town by saying that, but we, it's, it's it's the honest it, truth. It's honest truth. Yes. Curling. You guys I mean, are on here. Okay. We, okay. Okay. Yeah. Keep going curling. curling. Keep going curling. <laughs> I mean, there's still a chance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, what are you saying? Are we getting that men's team together then? And are we going to take on the state? I got to stop having you kids. Guys, well, you're good now. I got, I got my eyes set on seniors. Seniors? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah do it then. You get that spurt where the, you're the young buck in town again. Right, you know? right. That's that's a good idea. All right. But it's actually, I mean, not I, not me. I, obviously, so, so I don't to, still to have a chance. So to paraphrase why you like curly, I heard, I heard social and approachability, right? It was social. a sport that you could do and participate in to a high degree of success without being... Uh, a, a, a top physical specimen and you got to enjoy it it was it was recreational for you not necessarily the mechanics of the game or, yes yeah yeah yes well, and, and i mean it's something you can pick up a hair later well, and that's one thing yeah i always i always tell people that are, are new to curling that are just trying it for the first time or are scared to try it i always tell them it's it's a lot like golf like you don't have to be really good at it to enjoy doing it you can come out and have fun just learning to play the game. You might fall over a couple times. You might not ever get a rock across the hog line. Yep. But you're going to have a heck of a time doing it. So yeah, That doesn't mean you don't need to be an athlete to compete at a higher level. You need to put in. No, you see, yeah, you got to put the time and you got to put in the work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bodybuilders curling nowadays, yeah, except absolutely. for Team Schuster. I don't know what the heck they got going on. There, <laughs> Raw masculinity is <laughs> what they have just yeah. dripping with it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> enjoy that one. Um, okay. Win. Do you do you have? I have a different take on that. Nolan, do you want to go next? Uh, the thing that kept me coming back really was just just the fact that like I, I did grow up being taught about by my old man. So it's a family sport. My whole family curled. Um, and then, yeah, the approachability of it too. And, and being able to do it for a long period of time. It's just something that's, it's nice to stick with. It's, it's a very unique sport in it's itself too. Um, you'd look at people and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, cur- I'm a curler. I, I curl. And they're like, Oh, you know how to do that? Like, tell me more about it. They get so excited mm-hmm. to hear about it. Yep. So it's, it's the, the uniqueness and the approachability and just the novel it's novel novel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, and it's a little nostalgic me as well in a sense yeah and i i would lean more towards yours again it's because i approach the sport as a young man versus an adult you know um i think that's part of it you know the other thing i really like about curling is uh you know i because I, I compare the game to chess a lot you know you never play a curling in it's the same as the one before you know you always have a different setup in there and you're always playing against an opponent and that's why i like skip you know skipping is the part of the game that i really really enjoy um you know and you're pitting yourself against somebody else and then there's a team aspect to it too so you have 
to rely on other people and communicate. And um, I, I, I find the game enjoyable. And I really love that moment when a rock's sliding down the ice and, uh, you know, <laughs> everything you can do is essentially done and you just got to watch and live with it. And, like, I find that exciting. You know, that, that 15 seconds it takes after they let go for you to really know what's going to happen with that important shot. Like, that's that's an exciting moment. It is. Um, and you can get those, again, well, this goes back to what you said, Clay, with uh, the sport being approachable. You know, I've never had an issue with getting to a point in curling where you could get competitive moments in a game there too so i was able to get into the sport and then compete at a level where i was at least satisfied with what yeah. i was doing and what was happening around me you know you were not going to win the league no even the local no. b league but you could, you, year, could but you could understand what was happening you weren't getting shut it. out every you, yeah you weren't putting up zeros every game yeah yep yep well i, I like what you said west too like just the the mental part of the game is, is fun um, and then, yeah, not knowing what the outcome is going to be, too, is, is kind of cool. That was yep. 100% the game we played on this past Wednesday. It was, came down last rocket. I looked at the guys and was like, this is a hard shot. I probably got a 5% chance of making it, but I'm going to throw it because I want to see what happens. Yeah. 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 Just yep. go for it. Yep. Yep. Just when it you compare it to other sports that we've played at, you know, at, at a city level, when you look at most matchups, whether that's softball, whether who's going to win the round of golf, anything else, I would say every other sport is a the outcome is a bit more predictable. Well, there's there's more of a common structure to it as opposed to like you said, you're never playing the the end the same way twice. Right. Yeah, and again, I think if, maybe there's a distinction though between sports you watch being the ones that are being competed at a high level and us talking about league curling. Because yeah, I think the at the professional level of curling, it follows that mole a little bit no, more. No, it does. Yeah. But I mean, ones that we would compete at at, at an individual level. You play a game, a pickup, uh, well, you a play, basketball yeah. league, a hockey game. If you play a, I mean, a rec game, yeah. you already know who's going to win that game yeah. nine times out of ten. Yeah. Except for curling. It'll be the one with the matching jerseys. You're like, those guys yeah. are going to yeah, yeah. well. All their shirts match. <laughs> We're host. These guys wear pants and they're the same? Oh, no. You see them stretching over there? <laughs> <laughs> they're stretching. We're still waiting for half our team to show up. That's exactly yeah, right. that's, that's how it goes. Um all right, now what's the next one? Um, well, I, I do want to point out again in our, our fashion, we're at 29 minutes here. Uh, we're doing um, good. We'll, we are we'll doing roll good. through the last So I, I think the last one here is it, this would apply to all three of us. So I think it's a good question for the group. Um, you know, why did you get involved in this end of things? Because I would consider this end of it uh, volunteer work. You know, we're still looking for sponsors. No one's paying us. Um, <laughs> are you talking about the podcast? Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about the podcast. I'm talking about the curling board. I'm talking about facilitating events here. You know, like we just sit down and rattle off updates, you know, because like we have our ear to the ground on all of these things and are facilitating it you know we're not the only people facilitating i'm not trying to send that message at all um but we are three of the people that that do a lot of the stuff around here and why did you start why have you stuck with it you know and like what are what are you getting out of it and what are your goals well, with it it's, it's do every, you have any? every young canadian boy's dream to be on the local curling board it is that's power yeah raw power oh yeah yeah it feels good <laughs> No, um, well, I mean, as far as the podcast, we talked about it. It was just a way to get information out about the club, um, a different way to get it out to people that might want to listen, people that might have a different platform of finding out things about the club. So the, that was more of a try something new and also mm -hmm. kind of fun for us to do. Yeah, but I think in there, too, there's that whole facilitate happenings at the club right like yeah that was the point that was the purpose um so why is that important to you you know do you want to see the club succeed do you oh, want to see 100%. the sport succeed um uh, the, the way the sport's growing not just in Minot, but the state itself like we were mentioning is is awesome to see and if we can if, if i can be a part of doing whatever it is that needs to be done to make it grow more and more 
every day, every week, every month, every season. Yeah. I am more than happy to help with that, whether it's ice maintenance or uh, working a shift during a bond spiel, making pizzas or something like that, or doing the ice maintenance. Like, if that's what needs to be done, I'm more than happy to help it as long as the sport is progressing. Yeah, that's great. That's a great answer. Clay? It, it, when, when I started out, I, my first, I'm going to say about my first four years here, there's a there's a bit of it going, I, I was curing multiple nights a week, and I started to look around going, I, I'm taking advantage of the work that the board members were doing here for a long time, and I'm using it more than anybody else. At a certain point, it's a bit of obligation. Like, hey, I, I'm the one enjoying this. I'm the one who wants to continue to use this for a while. I better be helping. Yeah, so you looked at it as a member looking to it's give a back, member. right? And yeah, then it just you progress from there. If, yeah. if I'm the one who's going to be curling three nights a week, I better be helping out in the board, making sure that, you know, if somebody decides to retire, we better step up, we better keep it going. Yeah, and I... I started, well, me and you yeah. were part of the people that helped get the board back together, yeah. um, you know, because we'd been operating for a while with the, essentially Mark keeping the club going. Um, and, and so I was in there at the same time, and I, I had the same experience. You know, it was I'd been a member, I'd really been enjoying it, I'd kind of been helping out with some stuff here and there, and I was like, well, how, how can I get back? How can I do more? The other thing I had that uh, was different was I had moved here, and I didn't have a family, I didn't have a huge friend circle or nothing, so I was actually actively looking for things to get involved in as well. You know, so what can I do with my time? Um, yeah, the curling was there, and that's been it's been great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do maybe not do more every year. I've probably stopped doing less now. The last <laughs> couple, but yeah, you know. that's the thing we all talk about trying to do something more to make it progress. And it comes to February, and we've all aged twenty years yeah. since <laughs> since we started putting ice big. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's good though, and I, I I tell people more of this in like my military league and like what I'm doing, learn to curls, but like. I, I found my niche in like teaching new people to curl and that's really what I enjoy doing and what I try to focus on, you know, is getting new curlers in the game. And it's maybe not like focusing on some of the other stuff that a lot of people like, like the the events and things. It's like I just I just want to teach new curlers. It, it's know? still the number one response I went when anybody who moves who's in North Dakota and says, Well, in the wintertime what the hell do you do? Yeah. The yeah. response is always, Well, have you tried curling? Have you tried curling? Yep. Yeah, you can't ice fish every day, right? Yeah, fish don't bite all the time. Yeah, and I'd rather I'd rather curl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can do both. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's the volunteering one. And uh, to to go on the goals one, you know, and like why, you know, I I really like curling as a sport. Um, you know, and I, I think now moving to town and getting involved with the board here, almost every single person I know in town is from somebody I knew at curling, and someone maybe they knew, you know. Um, and that's that's been big for me, and it's just a way to to give back and provide more opportunities for people that have similar experiences. So. Yeah, it's it's nice to to get out into the community and do what you can for sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't had the most community friendly jobs, just hours wise. So once I was able to have a little more time to give back, like you said, yeah, it's 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 nice to get out there and actually meet some new people, and they turn into people that you talk to on a regular basis. Yeah. And for anybody listening to you know you you start small. I think all of us started with things like taking out a trash that was full, you know, or hauling some cardboard down to the dumpster. Um, you know, and Mark will grab you one day and he'll show you how to nip as he's pebbling and then you pick up snow and next thing you know, he's on vacation in Thailand and you and your buddy are the only ones <laughs> left and you're trying to figure out how to work the paint nozzle on paint night because the floor's half in. <laughs> the but uh, that's times, years down the road. <laughs> years down the road. amount of times Brad's explained to me how that compressor works and yeah. we'll have to re-explain it. Well, we got it. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll call you in. It's necessary. I'll work on the website. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else? Uh, anything else you want to go through? Or no, I think we're good. I think we hit all the highlights. We're at thirty-five minutes, so let's wrap her up. Right on. Well, well, like we say all the time too. If you guys do have any, if our listeners have any topics they want us to discuss or anything they want to hear us uh, go over or anything they want us to mention, feel free to hit us up. Uh, whether it's an email or or just talking to us at the club, feel free to do so. We're always looking for new ideas. So yep. maybe a live from Winterfest. We very we well do. good. We could. Well, that's That'd logistic hurdles, but we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm all in for that. Um, all right, well, boys, thanks for uh, thanks for taking time out of your Sunday evening to uh, do episode number number seven, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.